All right, Carrie, pray for us and pray for the moms. Father, we thank you for this day, this day that um, we set aside to honor mothers. We thank you for the gift of mothers and for the uh, mothers in this room, Father, and the mothers that couldn't be with us today, Lord. And um, we just ask for you to strengthen them, Lord. We thank you for the call that is upon their life, for the example that they are, Father, and that you would um, continue to draw them to you, Lord. We thank you for their children, their grandchildren, Father, that they would be influences for them, for you to them, Father, and that um, you would give them exactly what they need each and every day to continue to serve you and uh, to serve their families, Lord. And Father, I thank you for this time that we have, this privilege that we have to come together, Father, and um, I pray, Father, that as we enter into this time, Father, that we would be able to set aside, Father, the things that would come to try to steal or distract, Father, and that we would be able to focus our eyes and our hearts upon you, and you would uh, find our hearts as good soil this morning, in Jesus' name, amen.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your love makes me sing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Your love makes me sing.
stay with you forever Arm in arm we'll walk together You will never let me go I can't live my life without you My whole will to live is for you You've awakened me
Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. God, that we could just cast our cares upon you, Father. Yes. We thank you, Lord, that you are for us and not against us. Yes. We thank you for your presence, for peace that surpasses all understanding for preparing good works for us to do. Yes. And this generation, I pray, oh God, that we would be encouraged as we open your word today, Father. God, that we wouldn't be just hearers of the word, but God, that we would be doers. And that we truly would live lives, God, that would honor you, God, that we would be effective laborers in the harvest field. God, that we would seek to do your will. Let me thank you for this, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we're going to do, going in a different direction again this morning. Sheila, I don't know if you've got your pen set or not, but this is a gift from us to you. Aww, Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Yes, yes. Sweet. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I mean, yeah. Chapter 2, verse 20 and 21 is where we're heading. But first, we're talking about Psalms 34, verse 14. Turn from evil and do good. Seek for peace and work hard to maintain it. And I've been really in prayer this week um, for us and for our generation and just the things that are going on in it. And I really felt that I just wanted um, us just to sit before the Lord this morning in a time of worship, a time of prayer. And really seek his face. To allow him to, to search our hearts. So we're going to spend some time reflecting in prayer. Some more time in worship. We're going to look at these scriptures on repentance. And when we think about turning from evil and doing good. When, when we think about seeking for peace and working hard to maintain it. So I was praying through that this week, Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, kept coming to my heart. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Look at this. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Verse 21. I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless. For if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. Mm -hmm. Turning from evil and doing good, recognizing that my old self has been crucified with Christ, that is no longer I who live, but it's Christ living in me. So I'm charged to live in this earthly body 
by trusting in the Son of God, not trusting in circumstances, not trusting in, in, in man, not trusting in anything or anyone but God. But God. And I want to challenge us today. How are we doing with that? Mm. Like trusting in God in all things and for all things. And I don't want to treat the grace of God as meaningless, as if it means nothing but His grace that has been stowed upon us, this power to transform us from the old to the new life, the new life being in Christ. And it's not about us working for it, but it's all about us accepting this free gift. Because if it was up to us to keep the law to strive so hard for it, then there would have been no need for Christ. But it's in his perfect love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Listen, the generation is getting darker and darker. Right. And you hear me say that all the time. You have to <laughs> see it. Just look at the news report. Just look around us. But I want to keep challenging us and encouraging us. It doesn't mean that we shrink back or that we become fearful or that we live intimidated. But no, we should be burning bright. And I want to encourage us to fan the flame. How are we serving? How are we loving? How are we ministering? How are we upholding truth? How are we raising up a standard of righteousness? When the waves of evil and darkness is advancing, we ought to be. Remember, darkness cannot extinguish light. Amen. But we go forth as light bearers mm. in a darkened world to offer hope. This hope that is in Christ. This hope of a new way of life. Mm. Not to remain in the old. Not to remain enslaved to sin. But to experience this freedom that is only found in Jesus. Repentance is vital to a believer's life. Amen. Not only the initial repentance, <laughs> seeing your need for a Savior, humbly bowing yourself down before Him, accepting His free gift of grace to transform us. You know, Jesus' message, even before Jesus, John the Baptist's message was repentance. And Jesus confirmed God's message of repentance when Jesus, Jesus showed up on the scene and the same call to repentance. And so it is with believers, and, and as we've heard the scriptures before, where it says, if you do not do what is right, it's sin. And so many times we make sin uh, the bigger things. But sin is doing wrong when you know what is right. It's the hard attitude of grumbling and complaining and fault-finding, gossiping, backbiting, you know, being a tool of division, of strife. We need to be a humble people, a people that live lives of repentance daily, remaining in that position that we first came to when we accepted Jesus. This is the position in which we remain, low, low, humble, recognizing Him. Again, not, not treating His grace as meaningless, 
recognize the fullness of who and what, who he is and what he has done. And I read this um, and I posted it on our page, but this quote really hit me last night. I was like, God, that's it. And the quote is, once an enemy, now seated at your table. We were once an enemy of God. In complete rebellion towards him and his kingdom. And yet, he bids us to come. He lays his life down so that we can be reconciled to the Father. That we would inherit his kingdom. That we can sit at the place that he has prepared for us at his table. That's beautiful. That picture just resonates within me. It's like I've been saying the past couple weeks. We should not be as the object of his wrath because we're the object of his love. And that's how we ought to be living and striving daily. Having a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. That's what I pray for us. Amen. We're just a little small group of people, but I pray God give us a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. For holiness. To grow and to mature in our faith in Christ that we would go out and that we would be bearers of his image of, of light to encourage others to come to Christ to repent but it starts with us and so I passed out these notes today on repentance the need to repent your sins is a central belief in Christianity accepting Jesus Christ into your life and asking him to cleanse you of your sins is the only true way to live an eternal life in heaven True repentance leads a person to say, I have sinned. In an honest, regretful acknowledgement of the sin with a commitment, I love this, to change. And that commitment is not in your own strength. But it's that commitment that, that draws you to be dependent upon the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I know this is a basic, if you would, teaching. But I believe that the church, and not just us sitting in here, but the church at large, we need to go back to the basics and understand who we are and what our identity is and how we are called to live in a wicked and vile generation. And we see it all through Scripture. All through Scripture. And I believe that there is such a great awakening about to hit the earth because if you study scripture and you look through scripture, every time darkness seems to be advancing, God shows up Amen. and does something amazing. Amazing. Whenever, and I've, been, and I've just been praying through this and then just studying through it, every time you see it, like, look out because God is about to show up. And he's just been confirming that over these past couple of weeks. It's like I see these little sparks of, of revival in all these different communities that seem closed off to the gospel. And yet God is showing up. 
And we ought to celebrate that. We ought to, we ought to be attentive. We ought to be looking out for our God Amen. to show up because that's who he is. Darkness will advance and advance and advance, but ultimately it's advancing is going to glorify our God. And this is the hope that we have. This is the hope that we have. And so, again, true repentance leads a person to say, I have sinned. And an honest, regretful acknowledgement of the sin with a commitment to change. The Bible teaches us how to ask for forgiveness of our sins and the importance of doing so. And God wanted to give us a clear instructions on what we need to do when asking for repentance. And so these Bible verses are helpful when teaching others about repentance or for understanding it yourself on a deeper level. King David cried out, Lord, test me. See if there's any wicked way within me. Search me and know me. I mean, when, if we're in Christ, we can come boldly before him and ask without reservation, without hesitation, God, search me and know me. Test me. See if there's any wicked way within me. And then allow him to expose those areas of our hearts that we really need just to lay bare before him and repent and to turn from the bad attitudes, the, 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 the secret sin, the whatever it is that we ought not to be doing, that we should be turning from evil and doing good and, and seeking for peace. And how are we cultivating that peace and maintaining it and not so giving it up so easily? Because circumstances change or things happen that we don't like. And so now we're not at peace. And so we pull away from God. We pull away from fellowship. We just pull away. But the mark of, of a mature believer is consistency. And that's what I'm praying for us. Yeah. That we would be consistent in remaining humble. And allowing ourselves to, to just say, okay, God, here we are. We're a small group of people, but God, we want to be, be used in this generation, in this time, in our country, in our city, in our neighborhood, at our jobs, in the stores, on the streets, wherever we are. God, we are your ambassadors. But it must start here, in each of us first, before we can go declare it or share it or, 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 you know, get out there and, and try to make others understand. Like, if we don't grasp it, if we're not living it, then all it is is words, and, and they see no change. I read this one quote. This guy um, was, I guess, kind of exposing the fruitlessness, or the, yeah, fruitlessness. There's no fruit in the life of, of people who say that they claim Jesus. And so... It says, it started out, it says, me. Oh, Steve, you say you accepted Jesus a couple months ago. Or was it two years ago? Yeah, I think it was two years ago. And then he says, and Steve said, oh, yes, I accepted Jesus. And then he, the guy says, 
Well, by the way you're living and the way you're acting and the way you're talking in the break room sure doesn't back up your words or your testimony. And I go, wow. How true is that for us? It ought not to be. And I'm not saying like us, like us here, but just us as the church or people who are just claiming Jesus and, and there's no fruit coming from their lives. There's no fruit that, that's revealing a life of, that has been, that's repented. And an ongoing repentance before Christ and remaining humble and saying, no, God, my life is yours. Like I no longer live, but it's Christ living in me. And I'm not perfected until I'm with him. But God, I want to continue to mature. I want to continue to, to grow. So, so monitor my actions. Monitor my speech. Monitor my thoughts. And, and God, as you're searching me, and as I know that you know me, and as you're revealing the, the, the wickedness within me, God, keep me humble and, and, and to, to repent. Amen. So that daily I can be effective in advancing your kingdom sharing the good news, being a person of character, a person who can extend hope and love to others. And so these scriptures here, Matthew 4, 17, my encouragement for you this week is that you would go and you would take these notes and, and you would just sit before God and, and just read through these and just pray through these, that you would open up Galatians 2 and, and just meditate on, on verse 20 and 21. And, and God, what does that mean for me? Like, ask that. Like, God, am I living this way? Is, is this my heart? And if not, then, oh God, I'm sorry. And repentance is not condemnation. So don't play the weird, like, oh, poor me, I'm such a bad Christian, I can't do anything right, oh, God, this is so... Like, no, when we're doing that, we're focusing on us. <laughs> and we got to stop focusing on us. we got to focus on Him. Like, God, I would never do it right. But I know that I'm not to be condemned because your love draws me from condemnation. Your love draws me into your acceptance, but it doesn't allow me to remain the same. No, it, repentance is beautiful. It's a gift. It draws us in to get a clear picture of who he is. Again, this picture of being low before him, humble, that poor in spirit. Like when we did that K. Arthur study, that picture of being poor in spirit, that position of being humbled, and say, okay, God, like I need you. And so repentance isn't this weird thing that we do. No, it's, it's what we're called to. And so we humble ourselves. We see. Remember, we were an enemy. <laughs> we, there's nothing good in us. But as we come to Christ, our identity begins to change. And then the goodness in us is all Him. <laughs> it reveals Him. It has nothing to do with us. It's all Him. And so it's just this beautiful picture. And I'm hoping that that's my prayer for us today is that our hearts and our mind and our eyes would be open to see the beauty of repentance mm -hmm. and the hope of repentance, of restoration, of wholeness. Mm -hmm. 
You're talking about seeking for peace. Like I'm really praying for it. As I've been saying, like Psalm 34, 14. This is a really short verse, but yet I believe it's so, it can impact our lives and transform us. Like when we talk about seeking for peace and working hard to maintain it, live a life of repentance. Amen. Because it'll keep you low. You'll have that peace that surpasses all understanding. Despite what your circumstances may be, despite whatever else is going on or what others are doing, like it just keeps you low, like, oh God. Like the beauty of repentance. And trusting in Him. And not being, you know, not hiding from Him. (laughs) But allowing him to call us out as he did Adam and Eve. Like, where are you? He knew where they were. So there's something about coming and standing before him. Even in our mess. Because we see the greatness of his love. And so Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. I'm just going to read through these verses. From that time, Jesus began to preach his message. Turn away from sins because the kingdom of heaven is near. Proverbs 28 verse 13. You will never succeed in life if you try to hide your sins. Confess them and give them up. Then God will show mercy to you. Acts 8 verse 22. Repent then of this evil plan of yours and pray to the Lord that he will forgive you for thinking such a thing as this. And then Luke 15, verse 10. In the same way I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And then Matthew 3, verse 8. Do those things, I love this, that will show that you have turned from your sins. Acts 3, verse 19. Repent then and turn to God so that he will forgive your sins. And then Luke 17, verse 3. So watch what you do. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he, re- and if he repents, forgive him. Second Chronicles 7, verse 14. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and, I, and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Second Timothy 2, verse 23 through, I'm sorry, 24 through 25. As the Lord's servant, you must not quarrel. You must be kind toward all, a good and patient teacher who is gentle as you correct your opponents. For it may be that God will give them the opportunity to repent and come to know the truth. And then Mark chapter 6 verse 12, the apostles left and started telling everyone to turn to God. Acts 2, verse 38, Peter said to them, Each one of you must turn away from your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ so that your sins will be forgiven and you will receive God's gift, the Holy Spirit. Psalm 38, verse 18, I told you my sins and I'm sorry for them. Matthew 3, verse 2, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15, This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, in repentance and rest, I'm sorry, in repentance and rest is your salvation, and quietness and trust is your strength. But you would have, I'm sorry, but you would have none of it. 
And then Luke 5, verse 31 through 32, Jesus, Jesus answered them, it is, it, is, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. 2 Corinthians 7, verse 9, Yet now I am happy, not because you, made, you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Mm. Romans chapter 2, verse 5, But because of your stubbornness and your, un- and your unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath, when His righteous judgment will be revealed. And then Acts chapter 11, verse 18, When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then even the Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. And then 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slow concerning His promise, as some regard slowness, but is being patient towards you, because He does not wish for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Wow. God's desire. His wish that not for not any would perish, but all would come to repentance. Amen. And then just some encouragement for daily repentance. Asking forgiveness should be something you want to do. This prayer is a great guide, guideline for helping you ask Jesus for forgiveness. Make the prayer your own by using the Bible verses that resonate with you the strongest. Begin a conversation with God about your desire to cleanse yourself of evil, and you will feel better for it. So, dear Lord, thank you for forgiveness. Thank you for not abandoning us to our mistakes, but for reaching out instead to bring us home. Help convict me of sin, and help me accept your mercy without shame. Thank you for the love you have poured out for me and all your children. Help me to live out of that love today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I just want to spend some time and and just in prayer. It could be your own personal time of, of just getting before the Lord. And if you want to pray out loud, you're more than happy to. Um, but just utilize this time to, to really just draw close. Mm. To turn from evil and to do good. To, to seek for peace and to work hard to maintain it. To really come to, to, to the reality that my life is not my own, but I, I, it's Christ living in me. That I have crucified myself to His cross. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ living in me. That I'm not treating His grace as meaningless. That I recognize the fullness of His love that draws me to Himself. As messed up, as dirty, as, as rebellious as I was, as you were. And yet this holy God, this loving God says, Come. You once were an enemy of mine. But I have restored you. I have accepted you. I have loved you because of what Christ has done. So as we come to this time of prayer, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, giving him the right to search us, to 
to expose what's in us and to repent. And then after this time, we're just going to start up the worship again. And I would just encourage you to, to allow yourself to be drawn into worship. And then after worship, I'll close us in prayer. Father, as we enter this time of prayer, Lord, I, I want to thank you, Father, for the gift of repentance. And I ask, oh God, that you would search us. Father, you know us. Test us, oh Lord. Expose any, any fruitless deeds of darkness, God. pray, Father, it would not be our desire to just to remain the same. Yes. But God, that we would truly have a desire for more of you. To love you with our whole heart, soul, mind, and body. God, that we wouldn't just do just to do and, and just exist, but knowing that God, that we would get the reality of your kingdom and how you're advancing it and how we've become partakers of your divine nature and Father we are called out to go forth to be ambassadors but God we can't even take a step forward if we keep tripping over ourselves pray, God, that this truly would be a time of, re of reflection, a time of repentance, a time of renewal, that you would breathe fresh upon us, O oh God. Yes. A fresh wind and a fresh fire. Father, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, just to sit at your feet and allow you to lead us, Father. Let's enter into this time of prayer. This morning, I'm so gripped by the scripture from Second Peter, Lord, where it says that they are not slow concerning your promise, but that you're being patient towards us because you don't wish for any of us to perish, but for all to come to repentance. Father, I thank you that you are a God of promises and that you keep your promises. Father, this scripture just reminded me 
Father, just the times in my life, time and time again. Father, where you have been patient with me. Father, that it's not your desire that any of us, that I, should perish. I thank you, Father, that you are a patient God. And that as you are a God of wrath, you are a God of love. I thank you that you give us an opportunity for repentance. Father, our hearts can be easily swayed. Father, and our eyes can so easily come off of you. Father, whether it be from circumstances or people, our own temptations, that old self desiring to rise up, Father, things in our life that might be out of our control. Father, may our May we be quick to repentance. Father, may we have this desire to be holy as you are holy. Father, not a people of discord, but people of unity. Father, truly the things that are hidden or in darkness, Father, they may be brought to the light. Father, the things in my life, in our lives, that are not of you, I ask that you would expose them, Lord. Father, as we seek after you every day, that we would remain humble repentant, that we would have lives of peace. Everybody in this world is searching for peace, peace in their land, peace in their families, peace in their homes, peace at work. But Father, you offer peace in our hearts, even if the world is crumbling around us. We can have peace, you say passes all understanding. We thank you for that. Father, forgive us. Forgive me for when we give up our peace, when we simply hand it over. something as silly as a bowl of beans, something temporal, it really doesn't matter in the long run, but we forfeit our inheritance, our peace, that gift from you. Father, I thank you that we are changed people, 
this room today. Everyone, Father, Father, you have touched our lives. We are not the same. So, Father, may we not identify any longer with what is behind. us when we are discouraged. us to bring strife to bring anxieties to bring disunity Father forgive us thank you that you are love continue to teach us to love providing a place that we belong. Father, sometimes we can't see beyond today. But Father, all you've asked us to do is to stand for righteousness and for truth in this moment. To give us the boldness and the courage and forgive us when we forget that that's what we've been asked to do. And you will provide for what is next. May we be people of purity, of integrity, of virtue,
The